Um, on the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. Do you think Jesus had a plus one or a plus 12? <laughs> that was the dumbest <laughs> and funniest joke you've had. Dearly beloved, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast where we inquire and exposit the mysteries of that ancient text, that good book itself, the Holy Bible. We are not theologians nor historians. We are but armchair philosophers who spent years in seminary or on a church staff and have since departed to make our own way. We invite you now to read, think, and laugh with us as we dive deep into the denominational doctrines of the divine in the Unless Podcast. Unblessed podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Evan. And we're two ex goody two shoe 20 year old boys that didn't sip alcohol until we were 21. That was all hyphenated. <laughs> all hyphenated. <laughs> that that makes one of us, sir. Oh, I was trying to guess if I was alone or not in that. No. So it was I, just me. I snuck beers when I was 20. <sighs> this is recorded. I'm yep. going to fetch the police on you. Oh, my God. The SWAT team breaking through my windows <laughs> right now. Here comes Santa Claus style in the Christmas vacation movie. <laughs> <laughs> when did you have a sip? What was your first sip? I I snuck. My dad would be so disappointed in hearing this, not because I snuck beers, but because I snuck beers so late. Um, I think like... <laughs> He wouldn't get, he, I think he would be a little bit more embarrassed at the fact that like I'm sneaking beers as a 20 year old. Um, but I was yeah. at home, I think for like a weekend in college and I just grabbed some yinglings out of uh, his fridge and just Ooh. drank them. And I was just oh. like, any occasion was it like a, I was just home nope. for the holidays and, or home for whatever. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm just going to drink these like no one else is drinking them. Well, so I was almost correct. So I said 20 year old. So technically I was, I was in the ballpark. It's not like you were You're 13 and smashing yeah. beers. So, but this is me um, just, you know, coming out and saying, <laughs> I, you know, I was a different person then. Yep. And it's okay to confess your sin and, repent. and you know, um, the things that I thought funny then, are not now. <laughs> nope. Nothing that I, I laughed at as a younger person is funny to me now. Like SpongeBob, <laughs> Ren and Stimpy, any of that. Well, thank you for listening to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, sorry, I had a timer going off. I hit <laughs> well, welcome to the Unblessed Podcast. Um, here at the Unblessed Podcast, what we do is we take a look at the cringy, quirky, or, you know, 
maybe kind of hard to listen to, kind of hard to look at <laughs> uh, stuff in uh, Christianity and the uh, stories in the Bible. Um, and we took yeah. a look and we go, okay, this is weird, right? Or this is a little odd. And today we're yeah. going to be talking about um, the story where Jesus turns water into wine and becomes the yes. best son ever. Yes. Um, for any mom. Uh, but first, <laughs> We're getting into the Christmas season. Um, we always like to start off these episodes with a bit of an icebreaker. We're getting into the Christmas season. And I looked on my Facebook and Scott, I sent the meme to you. Oh, so if no. you can kindly Hold open on. up your phone as well. I got it up. Yep. Oh, Scott has his phone next to him. That's a first. Um, Shots fired on the <laughs> air. Ouch. <laughs> How does that feel? Mm. Uh, so... This was deep in Evan's seminary days um, and deep in being biblical. And there's a little bit more of a story behind this, but what it is is it's these two scholars, two biblical-looking men. I did not know who they were at the point of sharing this, and I still don't. But it says, Xmas, Christos is Greek for Christ. In Greek, X is the first letter of Christos. It's not heresy, it's biblical. So, Merry Xmas. I want to know the mindset you were in when you shared this. What were you trying to prove? I think I was trying to do two things. One, I had kind of gotten tired of the red cup Starbucks is trying to kill Christmas kind of attitude. Was like, this around that time? Like 20 It was it was yeah, around that time, maybe like okay. uh yeah, maybe like a year or two after it and just the whole war and Christmas thing. And I was just like, this is dumb. But it did harken back to an earlier time in my childhood um, where my mom had labeled all of our Christmas decorations Xmas, just a shorthand. Mm-hmm. And I had a super fundamentalist uh, music teacher. Um, and she was like, anything that says X- Yeah, <laughs> super fundamentalist music teacher. Um, Honestly, the Avengers are getting weird nowadays. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> Super fundamentalist music teacher. To the having fun everywhere. <laughs> um, but she was like, if you see Xmas, that means that they're taking Christ out of Christmas. And so what I did was I crossed out every X on Xmas with an X um and replaced it with christ on all of the boxes oh and so this was evan's full repentance of that stand as a child evan's parents right now i know i apologize (laughs) later to my mom when i realized what the what the heck i did i was just like mom i'm sorry she's like you such a prude and i was like no i was a Prude as a child for no good reason. <laughs> I probably, I think I did hold that opinion that Xmas was like a slang term for and pulling out Christ out of Christmas. So I was probably under that same uh, belief at the time. But I don't know when I kind of shifted and decided that Xmas was fine. But I do remember thinking that growing up of like, if I saw it on like in a store, I'd be like, oh, they need Christ. Like they, they need, need Christ <laughs> out of any place. The red cup thing from Starbucks was 
a wild time too. We have to dive deep into that another time, but that was that was interesting. But yeah, whenever you see you're just walking around like a Kroger and being like, mm, they need they need that polar bear to be holding that Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, this almond company, they need Christ. <laughs> they need Christ. This almond joy, not if you don't know the reason for the season. More like almond depression. <laughs> more, like, more like almond not saved. Almond not saved. <laughs> oh boy. The like oppression of Christians during Christmas is gets exhausting. I feel like every other day I'll see a post about the war on Christmas or people saying happy holidays and whatnot and not getting it back. And I I never understood that why happy holidays was uh controversial i remember you think as a as a child like that that's just a blanket term you you include everybody no one's like great it's easy peasy i've worked in um customer service pretty much my whole life and i approach it the same way emailing i approach emailing a stranger um so if the stranger responds or like emailing a college professor in college is better Mm -hmm. if the college professor responds with ryan in his signature i'ma call him ryan if he calls himself dr jefferson or whatever call him dr jefferson same way with merry christmas and happy holidays if somebody goes merry christmas i'm gonna go merry christmas yeah somebody goes happy holidays i'm gonna go happy holidays if somebody says you have a nice Ramadan. I'm going to be like you too. Like <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's, it's not that hard to just reciprocate and, and whatever someone says to you, just shout it back at them. I don't know yeah. why it's such a fight every year, but the red cup thing, that one damn year for Christmas, everyone got up in arms about, and that didn't even make sense to me because Starbucks doesn't even claim to be a Christian company. That was so what it was. When why it was are they like, even obligated to have it on there? Like, yeah, it was. It was this whole <laughs> thing. Was, we all knew. We all knew as Christian evangelicals, yeah. we were just like Starbucks is the gay satanic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Coffee like, company. We were like, they're not the Christian coffee house. Right. Like, we got plenty of those. But and then they were just like, all right, so we're not going to do. We're just doing red cup, and you can like draw whatever you want on it. And people were like, <gasps> but what about Christmas cups? <laughs> what about our christmas cups it was a fun idea they were like yeah we're gonna you can draw on them and we'll have a contest and we'll see who has the best you know cup design but in the year like after they just like (laughs) put christmas crap all on the cups they're like all right you little motherfuckers want christmas (laughs) here you go go (laughs) it's snow pieces of shit Yeah, they came um, back with a vengeance the next year. Uh, yeah. Boy, what a what a I, year! You could always, if you're if you're from the Midwest and you're always um, wondering whether or not to say Happy Holidays or Merry Christmas, you can always just say "Tell your folks I says hi." Is everyone Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, <laughs> or you can say that. You can say, "Hey, stay warm out there." That's also a good one. You can just say, "Oh." Or Ope. That's that's the coverall in the Ope. Midwest. If you Ope. just oh I didn't Ope. hear you. Ope. 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 <laughs> oh man. Well, speaking of Ope, <laughs> we're gonna talk about John chapter two. And 
I'm excited about this one. I am too. The first recorded miracle of Jesus. And honestly, the best. Yeah. It, it's a it's a good tie into our what we were talking about earlier, sneaking sneaking beers sneaking, out of sneaking the fridge. Some beers, sneaking <laughs> some beers. So this is the wedding at Cana. It's John yeah. chapter two, verse one through eleven. Um, on the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the wedding with his disciples. Do you think Jesus had a plus one or a plus twelve? <laughs> That was the dumbest <laughs> and funniest joke you've had in a while. Like, Boy. Hey, Jesus, you've got a plus one. Okay, but I have to bring my disciples, all of them. Don't, don't forget about Andrew. Don't forget about Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I like how it says also was invited. Like he might have just been an afterthought. Like yeah, I think he was, in, he was in a circle of conversation at someone else's house and he kind of overheard yeah. about the party and was like, we'll, we'll invite you too. And yeah. your 12 cousins. <laughs> can my son come is he gonna bring all of his friends <laughs> yes yes all right well but when the wine ran out the mother of jesus said to him they have no wine <laughs> and jesus said to her maybe my favorite line in the entire bible oh my gosh woman what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. <laughs> Just such a like. That's a yeah. <laughs> that's a not even mother or just woman. Woman. I'm trying to see if my trusty ESV study Bible has something else to say, but I. It looks like oh, here we go. Jesus addresses for mother. Woman is an expression of polite distance polite distance. Well, that's what we did during COVID. If I called my mom woman, I would definitely distance myself. <laughs> definitely be. I would be politely distanced as well. I'd be politely dismissed yeah. from the party. Uh, he says, woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. And I imagine she fell asleep in this exact moment. Just... <laughs> passes out i mean it's a party it's a wedding like I mean, why not now there were six stone water jars there for the jewish rites of purification each holding 20 or 30 gallons jesus said to the servants fill the jars with water and they filled them up to the brim and he said to them now draw some out and take it to the master of the feast so they took it when the master of the feast tasted the water now become wine and did not know where it came from though the servants knew um, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and said, everyone serves the good wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you kept the good wine till now. Ah, he's just yeah. like, where have you been keeping all this good stuff? Huh? <laughs> but you've been holding out on me. Is that the problem? And then this, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory. I love it. Manifesting his glory. He was just like, beer me. That is one of my favorite verses so far. And his disciples believed in him. Yes. Like, Shit. The manifest his glory is a big phrase. That is that is a grandiose, you know, sentence right there. Manifest his glory through an open bar <laughs> at a wedding. <laughs> oh yeah. An open bar when the open bar ran out like yeah. ran out of alcohol. 
I think like, that's that a is, good point. Yeah. That like, like who would not want that in today's <laughs> world? Like you go back to Lord. the open. Yeah. You go back to the open bar and then like, it's like, Hey, can I get another, you know, can you get another Chardonnay? They're like, we're all out of Chardonnay. It's like, no. But then your buddy Craig is like, I went to the ABC beverages down the street and I got more. <laughs> and you're like, Craig's a hero. <laughs> Craig's a hero. We believe him. We believe He's in the him. Man. <laughs> He's the man. It uh it is fascinating that this is the the first miracle of Jesus like manifesting his glory in quotes. Mm-hmm. Um I just feel like there could have been there's other miracles that that happen after this. I can't remember the total yeah. number that recorded in the New Testament. Uh, uh 420. <laughs> 420. 420. <laughs> uh but that this is the first one and you have to I'm going to kind of nerd out about theology for a second, but if you do believe that God has uh orchestrated every moment you know, from creation all the way to revelation that he predicted and wrote out that, you know, I'm going to have Christ go and he's going to show himself at an open bar wedding. That's the first miracle. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty rad. It could have been like healing a leper. It could have been walking on water first, but this is what's going to get people like, you know, on a, this is going to really jump them in the polls. Listen, so. we've had <laughs> healers out there. Yeah. We haven't had wheelers and dealers. Oh you know. No one's really brought the party yet. They need to know my son is fun. <laughs> I got a fun, I'm a fun son. Guy. Yeah. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> I got a fun son. It's pretty cool. And I think what's interesting is there's a lot of historical explanation for, well, you know, wine was just safer to drink back then because water could be contaminated, but wine, since it was fermented, would sometimes be a safer option however obviously it would make people inebriated in excess but southern baptists and other evangelicals would frown upon having an open bar wedding let alone any alcohol yeah. at a wedding so it's fascinating that there's a good section of the church uh minus catholics every catholic wedding i've been to it's been flowing i'll just say that i've never been to a catholic <laughs> wedding where the wine was not flowing <laughs> but on the evangelical side, uh, or the Protestant side, I should say, it's a like totally different story. I mean, you might get a Diet Coke if you're lucky. Yeah, there's a time where I went to more, where I've been to more dry weddings than, I guess, wet weddings. Um, <laughs> is the other? Is the I don't end, like the way that is, sounds. It is, yeah, mm. dry wedding than you know damp. Um, yeah. it's probably fifty fifty for me too. Yeah. Yeah, um, it is interesting. Like this, like you said, this is the first miracle that Jesus ever does. Mm-hmm. And but uh, you know, Southern Baptists, um, different other denominations of Christianity, hardcore denominations of Christianity, they all frown upon any sort of alcoholic beverage, or at least um, in in wholesale. Yeah. So they'll be like, you know, a glass of red wine is fine something like that. But I remember uh, also talking to a guy in college and he was like, well, the wine back then was really watered down. Right. Yeah. They would just say it's a yeah juice almost. I was like, okay, but still like you could still drink a lot of it. Like people still got drunk off of it. People still like, 
here's where I'm going to be silent where the Bible is silent. Because at no point does it say in here, and Jesus filled it up, and everyone was just, and nobody got drunk whatsoever. Everyone was just peachy and had a great time and grabbed their grabbed their saddles. He everyone turned filled their saddles. It, he filled it up enough, and Jesus gave the magical miracle wine that made it to where they didn't get drunk. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happened, I'm sure. You'd be silly to not think people would be at these weddings and get a little uh, get a little inebriated because these are day long feasts. I mean, these are not just three hours at uh, Knights of Columbus somewhere like this is days of a feast. People are probably drinking it most of the day. So and we there's clear other examples in the Bible of one big one being Noah where they do get drunk off this exact same like type of wine. So yeah. it's not like this wine just watered down and no one ever got drunk off of it. It's certainly something you could uh, wet your whistle, you know, but. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think it's funny back to the ESV study Bible. They give an explanation of the symbolism and they say the wedding's party running out of wine may be seen as symbolizing the spirit. And the spiritual barrenness of first century Judaism, especially against uh, the Old Testament background that viewed wine, and it puts in parentheses, but never drunkenness, a sign of joy and God's blessing. So it made the distinction of saying, basically, this is a, a really boring snooze fest of a wedding and also spiritually dry, and they're yearning for, for spirituality. And the, that's this is supposed to symbolize God's blessing is the wine, I guess. Which is weirder? Getting Get drunk, getting sleepy, falling asleep on the couch, saying a few weird things, maybe throwing up. <laughs> All right. Or soberly running naked through a city. <laughs> um, option two. <laughs> David does that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. David in full, I think, sobriety is running around naked. Yeah, out of pure joy. And we preach about that and we're like, he was just overcome with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I want that to be a reason why I can just run around naked too. I think that that's. <laughs> I, we need to free our bodies. <laughs> free the bodies. That's, yeah. Free, free our bodies or free the booze. Your choice. Evan's new platform. Yep. Free the bodies. I, I'm Evan Johnson. I'm running for president and... Also running naked. Yeah, yeah and I'm running naked for president. <laughs> I just can't get over that it's it's the first miracle. And it they could have easily downplayed this, but we get 12 verses on it. Yeah. And that's what's also mind blowing is that it is, um, it's a significant story. Most people know this miracle about yeah. Jesus. I mean, it's it's a common, you know, turning uh, water under wine is a pro yeah. is a common phrase. Yep, all the time. So I mean, it is a a powerful image, and not many people even think about the symbolism of, of it either. If yeah. now that I think about it, never was there a lot of symbolism of like when I was in Sunday school or when I was reading this verse. Um, like in college, I never thought about like, huh, I wonder what he was trying to really, like what story was he really trying to say with this wedding miracle? It really was just like, hey, look, he did this thing and it was miraculous. And 
therefore we should believe him. So it's, it's an interesting point to make just that he turned water to wine. You know, do you think that the author of this story was trying to convey the barrenness and the replenishing of spirituality with the coming of Jesus vis a vis the water into wine? Mm-hmm. Or do you think Jesus was just trying to be a good son and help out his mom? Option two, because that's the commandment <laughs> is to honor your father and mother. So I legitimately falling in line. I think so. I think he's trying to be a good son. And it's just like, okay, mom and her friends want more wine. How do I do this? <laughs> I don't want to go to the store. Very good point. I mean, <laughs> if Mary never said anything, would we have this story? That's the question at hand. I don't think so. Mary had her last Smirnoff ice of the night. And then <laughs> said, we, what, we're, we're out of wine. We're out of it. Um, that's a really good point. Who knows? It it yeah. does fall in line. He hits both. I mean, he's honoring his father and mother, or his mother in this case. Um, but then uh, also having a rad time, and also having a rad time, just like Peter over there with glow sticks. <laughs> <laughs> Turn up those tablets. <laughs> Someone take that guy's saddle away from him. He ain't got on that camel. <laughs> it's like a big bowl with like saddles in it. <laughs> just turn in your saddles at the door. We're not leaving. Just one camel that says Uber on the side. We need like a Flintstones movie rendition of the New Testament starring John Goodman and Halle Berry. <laughs> Don't you remember the Flintstones? Movie? Yes, yes. <laughs> Everything's like campy and like. Yeah. Oh man! There's a dinosaur for everything. There's just oh man. Oh, there's a dinosaur big... dishwasher, and <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's people out there that think dinosaurs were walking around during these verses. Like, absolutely. I, I guarantee. I think I did as a as a kid. I probably thought like. So they were like throwing sticks and rocks at dinosaurs right after the wedding, right? That's how this. Yeah, they... <laughs> that was a common, common fun activity for ye old Israelite children. Hey, now that this, what mom and dad have to enjoy the wedding, go throw a stick at a velociraptor. <laughs> Time, who knows? I, I, you know, once it's past a couple thousand years, it's all a wash. We for started me, the so. day with eight children, but four of them got eaten by a T Rex. Thank God they were the ones we forgot to name. Now slide down that Brachiosaurus and punch out your clock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, I mean, do you have any other like thoughts about this verse? I I was thinking about on a, a more serious note that I am kind of eating my words because I, I do think they were trying to symbolize in a way that Jesus was like, it's kind of like a, you know, when a politician runs and they do like a community outreach event at the very beginning of their campaign, you know, they're, oh, yeah. we're going to go see how the, uh, I don't know, this oil rig works. So we're going to go to this, you know, local parade and, you know, shake a few yeah. hands. I'm going to eat at the local ice cream shop. Yeah, get a hot dog, you know. Um, <laughs> but I feel like there's an element of that of, and I kind of, I get that. And I want to be like fair to the other side of, of like people listening to this. Like, you know, this was a story of like, Jesus was 
with people and he was, you know, yeah. he dined with everyone and he was having a good time and he, he isn't against having, you know, a good time. Um, but it is just funny that it's not like they ran out of, you know, hot dogs or hot dogs <laughs> and fries at the wedding. Specifically, it was, we need some more alcohol in this place. <laughs> <laughs> <need some> more. <laughs> Come on, son. People are starting to sober up. <laughs> we got enough corn dogs. <laughs> Stop making corn dogs. <laughs> well, and I think this is something that people need to kind of realize is like watered down wine tastes really horrible. And this, this is me speculation. This is me speculating. Um, and this is me, you know, committing yeah. the sin of maybe reading a little bit too much into the Bible. Yeah. But the second paragraph there where the master of the feast is just kind of, he pulls the bridegroom aside and is kind of angry at him. And he's yeah. like, everyone serves the good wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you have kept the good wine until now. He's like, you've... You've done this in reverse, man. And the like mm. bridegroom has no idea because he's just like, I don't know where this came from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it ain't mine, sorry. officer. Sorry. <laughs> uh, which goes to show that, like, the you know, Jesus didn't like half ass this at all. That's a good point. He whole assed this. Yeah. Now he put his. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Stop. Saw your lips forming. No, <laughs> uh, no, he's 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 he makes this point of like this is you know this is very good wine. We can make these mythological and you know uh, yeah. outer space arguments all sure. the time. Could God make a hot dog so hot that he couldn't eat? You know, could Jesus make a uh, could Jesus make wine that was so good that it didn't get anyone drunk? Yeah, of course, but like yeah, but realistically. He just made some some good wine. It is interesting what maybe some of those implications are. Um, I wonder if my trusty ESV study Bible has anything to say about it. Nope, it doesn't. It skips right over that. Okay. Yep. But we, uh, well, we do course. understand the size of the six stone six stone water jars. They were probably oh. lathe cut from sizable single blocks of stone, goblet shaped. Wow. Oh, they that's just nice. knew. That's so nice. Um, no, yes. no, no. <laughs> they knew that, but. Nothing about the uh, nothing nope. about the quality of the wine. Yeah, none. Had no idea. <laughs> it was box wine, <laughs> little full tab. <laughs> Jesus just pulls out, fans in, is like, I got you. I got. <laughs> how about these? Check out these Woo! apples. <laughs> Tour de France. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> and he manifested his glory, and his disciples <laughs> believed him. I love that verse so much. <laughs> and he I'm not laughing at it. I'm laughing at the idea of Franzia. <laughs> having like four boxes of Franzia and it freeze frames and it's like this like uh movies based on real stories and it's like Jesus manifested his glory in this moment. Peter went on to go to college. He got a degree in engineering. <laughs> And Jesus manifests his glory. And everyone oh, yeah. believed him afterwards. Everyone believed in him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I 12 verses, and it just kind of moves on. I wish he went to some more weddings. I wish we had a couple other wedding verses in the New Testament. Yeah. But uh, come on. Yeah, Jesus, just, Jesus just had too many single friends. Uh, always oh, a bride. Oh, never a bride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly where I was going. <laughs> 
just standing in the corner like (sighs) (sighs) one day oh my gosh i love it um any final words for the wedding at cana oh i have none I have none. Uh, this was a great passage to look into. So I'm yeah. glad we got the chance to do it. Uh, any final thoughts from your end? No, I'm going to just be, I'm going to, I think I'm going to put that last verse in my kitchen or something. I just love it so much. And he manifests his glory and the disciples believed him and freeze frame Jesus. <laughs> Holding up four boxes of Franzia. <laughs> just, it's so great. Which is um, six bottles of barefoot and just. <laughs> Yeah, no, this is this is quite a this is a fun verse, and um, yeah, we, we definitely need to do some more. We've been doing a lot of Old Testament, so it's nice to do some New Testament yeah. stories. Um, um, what what do you what are you into nowadays? What's what's what do you got to plug? What's what's my plug? Really yeah, what's my plug? Um, so I don't know um, if you've heard three of the offensive linemen of the Philadelphia Eagles are putting out a Christmas album. I'm going to say that one more time. Three (laughs) of the offensive linemen of the Philadelphia Eagles national football team are putting out a Christmas album. And they already have two songs on Spotify, and they are good. Okay. All right. Jordan Mailata was on The Masked Singer. Really? Yeah. Okay. So they got some some chops. They got some chops. Um, Lane Johnson has kind of a nice like country swing voice to him. Are these OG Christmas songs or are these covers of? No, these are covers. They're they're just. It's called a Philly special Christmas, and and Jason Kelsey's just kind of singing along. And he's Um, there. He's there. (laughs) (laughs) He's having his best time. Um, No, he's they. It's all great. Um, And I've been enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to the the release of that album, so I can listen to it in full on Spotify. Wow, that so. was a very nice plug. Thanks. What about you, <laughs> boy? I, I nothing. <laughs> I I was hoping you had a good one, and you did. So, phew. I was hoping we just both didn't strike out. Scott um, Moran, the pop culture vacuum. <laughs> I I'm really not the guy to ask about pop culture or recommendations on any media. Like if you ask me, hey, what book or what what music you listen to? I don't think you want my opinion. Um, hey Scott, did you hear about this? Probably not. <laughs> Why did you tell me? <laughs> the truly the man who learns something new every day. I do. <laughs> no, I. Oh, I did see. I'm very excited. I I saw it pop up, and I don't know when it's coming out. But the Christmas sequel of Welcome to Murderville is coming out. Ooh, I don't know what Welcome to Murderville is. <gasps> Are you kidding me? I am not kidding you. Oh, okay. Well, that's what I will plug. And it's a very famous and popular show on Netflix. So Evan is in the minority here, I think. Um, It's got Will Arnett starring as a detective or a private investigator at a police. And it's all improv. And so... I have heard about this. Yeah, it's such a great idea. It's got uh, Marshawn Lynch in it. Oh, that's the best episode. You have to... The Conan um, O'Brien episode is so good, and so is the Marshawn Lynch one. Um, they also do, oh my god, there's four other. I can't think of the other celebrities right now, but um, Sharon Stone's in one of them. But uh, they, 
happen upon a crime scene and the celebrity has no idea what the plot is. It's all new to them and they're just improvising. So there might be like a dead body in the room. Why don't you just look around and see what you find? And they'll kind of dig around for clues. At the end of the episode, the celebrity has to try to figure out who done it. And there's usually three suspects that they have to pick from and choose. And it is so funny. The Marshawn Lynch episode, I think he thinks it's real. And he's like in an actual murder because the way he looks at like <laughs> Will Arnett sometimes like for help or when he's looking at clues like, <laughs> oh, man, like, you know, he's believing it. So highly recommend it. I don't know who killed this person, <laughs> but there I think the next one's called Who Killed Santa? And it's going to be like the Christmas sequel of it. And I, I'm so excited. For I'm it. here so for that. I'm here. That's for that. my plug. I got something. There we go. Awesome. Well, thank you everybody so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, We also want to hear from you. You can email us at unblessedpodcast at gmail.com or you can uh, look at us at the socials at unblessedpod either on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Zanga. (laughs) Zanga. Friendster. MySpace. Farmville, all of it. Yeah, Farmville. Um, Penguin Club. Club Penguin. (laughs) Club, stop now. End this episode. (laughs) Turn on the music now. This is where the music goes. My name is Evan. And I'm Scott. (laughs) Don't forget to close your Bible.